Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Hola, hola, hola. Buenos días. Happy New Year, Silvia. Welcome back. Happy New Year. And it's finally 2020, episode 97 of Latino Founder Hour. So close. So close to our second year mark. It's been fantastic. It's been a great ride. Alan Bosole, welcome back from Japan, our great sound engineer. Thank you. Oh, you uh, went to Japan? I've he was in Japan. Oh. It's four in the morning to me. So, well, thank when you for When did you get back? A uh, day before yesterday. Oh, oh wow. my God. I'm so sorry. So it's a miracle. He's still alive. Yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> well, today we welcome Ken, uh, Ken Deckinger. De Ken, how you doing? Ken is, Ken is a founder of Startup Cuba. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been in contact with him for quite a while. I've been following his, his uh, Instagram feed. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you for, uh, you know, making the time. I'm pretty excited to talk to you. Hey, thank you. I'm I'm excited to be here. This is great. I I really enjoy this because normally I'm the one asking all the questions, so I get to kind of just sit back and chill right now. Awesome. Oh, so the roles a, are reversed. Yes, exactly. Yes. We're yes. flipping the seats. <laughs> well, Ken, just tell us a, li a little bit about yourself. I, I know you're in the um, East Coast in New York. Yeah, I'm in Boston now. Oh, Boston. I was in New York. Boston. Yeah, we Boston. Moved Boston. to Boston recently from New York City. Okay. Why? And, yeah. Why? Uh, I had kids. We're living in like New York, and just just life was easier. I'm I'm from South Florida originally. My my wife is from Boston, and I uh, I said let's move down to Miami, and um, we live in Boston. So, so the conversation was really short. Oh my so god, that is so funny. That is the yeah. same. This um, is like a copy of the story of my life when my husband was living in Brazil, and I was living in Oregon, and we had a very good four minute conversation, and now he's living here. Yeah, it was. It, mine was a little less than four minutes. I couldn't even finish. But yeah, um, <laughs> she's like, "No, we're moving to Boston." I was like, "Okay." And then next thing you know, we're here. It's nice. It's cold, but it's nice. You're both very smart men. Yes, yes. actually, the three of us. Because you know, when people ask me, "How do you end up in Oregon?" Just quick answers. My wife. She's from here. <laughs> it's really quick. Yeah. So oh, same story. It. Yeah. So, there we go. So now, yeah, can go ahead. Sorry. So, so you're from New York originally. Um, And you started this organization, Startup Cuba. Uh, you know, what led you to that? Sure. Uh, well, I'm actually from South Florida. He originally. said South Florida. Um, He was living yeah. in New York. Oh, that's right. Sorry. A ver. A ver. A ver. Edgar, pay attention. <laughs> I was in New York for like about 15 years. Um, oh, okay. And uh, but from from South Florida area originally. And um, what led me to this? Uh, it was kind of like this trifecta of um, just in South Florida. I grew up. Um, on the cusp of cuban american culture all the time um i've been an entrepreneur my whole my whole career basically i've never really had a, a real job um just have done startups and different things uh and and film for me is something I've, i'd always wanted to do but i was just kind of too scared to, to do it um and a friend of mine who was a film a documentary producer had been to cuba uh and was really intrigued by the quinta Pistas. And uh, she and I were talking and it just for me, the idea of Cuba startups and and being able to actually do 
like my first documentary, um, it just it just hooked me. And uh, so we went down to Cuba and just started started shooting. I, I had actually never done anything like this before. Um, uh, so, but it was it was that that just put me brought me down to Cuba, and um, from there we were just off to the races. Okay, and. Now, you know, one of the things that I saw, Ken, is that, you know, you just mentioned you're a serial entrepreneur. Uh, and just before we get into the startup Cuba, you founded a company, you know, and how and it relates to how you met your wife. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, I want to so hear I, more of this. Yeah. Well, I so originally um, we were like one of the companies that started uh speed dating which is um where you spend three or five three to five minutes with a person you get to see if you want to date them and then you go to the next person um I started that in new york city and we we grew that business uh pretty rapidly till we were doing it in about 45 cities in, in uh the u.s uk and canada uh and we were doing like about at, at our peak we were doing like about 150 of these speed dating events a month and then we we then um took that and brought it online, had an online dating component to it, and then eventually sold that to a public dating company. Um, so like most of my career was in the dating space. Through that, my my business partner and one of my best friends, Adele, she put me on online and um, made this profile for me on a site where uh, women post guys that would be a great boyfriend for for someone else just not for them and so she put me online oh. and um my my wife was putting one of her guy friends up there and uh saw my profile and she reached out to my friend adele and then the two of them started talking and then adele made the introduction and um my adele knew immediately that um that we were getting married like the second she saw my wife's photo uh and and we got married and so that that's how my wife and i met so it was inadvertently through uh this company that i started called hurry date and then uh years later my wife and i worked on a project to create an app that that mimicked that type of a model um and we wound up shutting that down because that space was crowded and we needed a ton of money to start it in different things here and there um and also led into what i'm doing now Um, but yeah, so, so we kind of met online, but like didn't, and, um, wow, introduced yeah. through someone. So it's pretty cool. That, that, that was amazing. And so, and you yeah. guys have the, the, the technical expertise or, I mean, do you code? I, I don't code. I'm, I'm more, I'm just as an entrepreneur, I can, I can sit in the seat and just understand it all and talk to the engineers and, you know, help with UX and everything. Um, but I'm not, I, and I could code like on a very, like, I don't know. You know, fourth grade level, but but I would never. I just I know enough to be able to work with all the engineers, but I don't ever code myself. Okay, wow, that's fantastic. So that that's something that I was reading on, online, and you, and you were featured in um, uh, what is the company uh, the the magazine because that, that's where I saw the article. Pretty a fast company. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When uh, when we were doing this, they they did a little story on uh, my wife and I. Um, this was uh, maybe five years ago, six years ago, or more. I'm not really sure. Yeah, so, so, so th yeah. that's what I was doing while, while we research. You know, the the the, the profile. I'm like, wow, is this the same person? I'm like, oh, yeah, yes, it, it is. is the same person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, my my whole life, I've I've just been an entrepreneur, and most of that was spent in the online dating space. And um, uh, I, I had always wanted to to do film and make documentaries, um, but I I just kind of you know pushed that aside, and then finally you know. One day I just said, screw it, and just 
it's just, just going to do making, it. Yeah. So, uh, but before, before this life that I'm in now, um, I, I was, you know, I was, a an entrepreneur in, in the online dating space. So. Oh, wow. And, 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 you know, you know, where did you get your uh, film background or is that something that you just did on your own? Uh, YouTube. So I, <laughs> I did, I did it all on my own. Like, um, when we, I mean, we started this. I, I really knew nothing, and um, I, I have videos from when I was a kid, like boxes and boxes of videos in the basement um, from kid college. When I was in New York and single, we went out with a video camera all the time. Like I have boxes of this stuff. Um, oh wow! But I was just okay. and, and, and in in college, you know, I was a business major, but I the only classes in like that I took outside of my major were in the journalism school. Um, so I'd always wanted to do it, but it was just just I don't know. I was just scared because. I just felt like it was a path that I didn't really trust. And also, um, once you start doing this, and especially if you put yourself on camera, I mean, you're putting your out, yourself out there to be judged. And, and, and especially in today's you know day, yeah. like the world is, the world is not always nice. And like, Oh no, especially just, the yeah. online world. Oh, it's crazy, man. And so I was like, I don't want to deal with that. And then one day I was just like, you know, who cares? I'm going to go do this. Um, and so with that, I just started, um, watching YouTube videos. Like, if if you want to get into film or documentary or anything like that, like just go on YouTube and like every topic that you need to learn about, just like just enter it, and there'd be there'd be a hundred videos teaching you like how to do it. So edit, you know, how to do audio, how to do you know composition, how to everything you need to know. You can just go on yes. YouTube, and there are people you know, teaching this. Um, so I still do it. I still do it today. Like I'll come home, my wife will come home and I'm in my, my bedroom and like watching YouTube, learning how to edit something. So um, YouTube university. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. and you know what? It's sometimes a lot because of the algorithms, the search algorithms for YouTube, it's a lot easier to get directly to the information that you need with a YouTube video that if you try to go through a traditional tutorial to find out that specific piece of information mm. that you need. If the Absolutely. person that created the video tagged it properly, you can get to your solution a lot faster than through the traditional training method. So if you were to go to a photo, an official Photoshop tutorial, sometimes those in the Adobe website, you can't find the information you need and YouTube is much faster. Oh wow! It's okay. so much faster. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a sponsor recently, and uh, we put out this video, and and uh, it was my fault, but I I left a logo. I let someone wear a logo in the production, and uh, when it came through, they're oh. like, "Look, we got to get this logo out." And I, I didn't have a budget for this, so I had to go on YouTube and I taught myself. You create after a mask. Yeah, and I exactly created a mask, and we we actually removed the logo and. Um, uh, so, you know, I just went on YouTube and taught myself After Effects. Um, yep. it, you can you can learn anything uh, today. Is that it what just you takes do, time and dedication. Do I do what? Tutorials. I have taken some YouTube tutorials. Yes, okay. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I the, I taught myself After Effects and Premiere uh, with traditional tutorials because there weren't as many YouTube tutorials at the time. But that's why I know exactly what Ken is talking about because I had to create masks to hide. Stuff. things in my videos back in 2010 oh, 2011 wow. yeah okay interesting so, so self-thought yes can tell tell us about startup cuba sure so our listeners um, so, know exactly what it is and yeah your business yeah. model everything sure so it it started as a documentary um so the actual startup cuba was a 
uh, nine uh, episode documentary series. Uh, each episode's about eight minutes or so um, about Cuba's entrepreneurs, which are called Cuenta Propistas. Um, and it, it basically what we did was we went down there um, to to show who, what, where, why, when of what uh, Cuba's entrepreneurs look like, which are you know now um, in the numbers you know north of half a million. And oh, wow. so that okay. that's what what the documentary series was. Um, and from that, uh, when we put this documentary out, we, we created a, a Facebook page and we got some social media accounts going. Um, and so with that and other videos, we wound up getting like in our first 24 months, like eight million video views of all of our content. And so we have taken that now and Startup Cuba is now kind of becoming more about um telling the stories uh, about Cuba and, and more now and also this throughout Latin America that can help bridge gaps um, because there's um, one of the things we, we really kind of hit us pretty hard when we came to Cuba to, to, to do the Startup Cuba series was like there's just so much misunderstanding. And, um, and so while our series is about the entrepreneurs in Cuba – it's it's more about just showing that like hey like we're all the same and we all want the same things and we all just kind of need to love each other and like that so so we're we're moving in that direction now where we're turning startup cuba into uh, a platform to create stories um kind of almost like maybe like a vice media kind of thing but mm-hmm. not not at all because it's more like about stories that that connect us so every story every story we create has to connect us so like we were just in ecuador we were in mexico city before that um so we're traveling a lot but but the oh, but wow, startup cuba awesome. startup cuba itself is about cuba's cuenta propisas which are the entrepreneurs in cuba and these are people that have basically chosen to um to leave their government jobs uh to start a business can uh, you on, say on the word own. again so that i can try to repeat Quen- it Sure, Quinta Propista, and um, Quinta. It's it's Quinta C U E N T A, Propista P R O P I S T A, um, and and you a spell this so fast, and my brain oh. <laughs> needs like three espressos Quinta, before. Quinta, okay, Quinta Propista. I, I, that's because C- I write it. I write it U- twelve times a day. Quinta C U E N Propista P R O P R O Pista P I S T A. I've never heard that word. So it must be just Cuban specific. Cuenta propista? Yep, that's exactly right. Cuenta, Cuenta propista. Cuenta propista. A Cuenta propista, the, the I like exact... this word. Now yeah. I can yeah. say it as almost as fast as Ken does. <laughs> Cuenta propista, Cuenta propista, Cuenta propista. I, I've been saying it a lot, bro. But um, so so the, the exact translation is self-employed. Um, like the, like what the word means is self-employed, but it's, it's evolved. Cuenta yeah, propia. It, yeah, so, so it's like self-employment. Um, okay, but the the so the Quinta Propista is 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 the term that has been um, has evolved into saying I'm an entrepreneur in Cuba. So I when did you start this, Ken? Uh, we started this about 2017. Okay, so only okay. two years. Ago. Wow, and it already yeah. has that, that well that much traction. So he was doing kind of like the Latino Founder Hour, but the Cuban the Cuban Founder Cuban Hour, Cuban Quinta yeah. Propista. 
Yes. Eight minute video. And you know what? Yeah. Wow, that, that, that's around the time uh, our common friend Marcelino Alvarez was doing the the Incubate, the Cuban Incubate. incubator, yeah, which then ran into government um, saying like, yeah, maybe it sounds great, but we don't want you to bring all those tools, and so they had to shut it down. Um, I, that, that's the friend that I told you. He's a Cuban American. Yeah. He's extremely successful. Um, he founded. Uncorked Studios, yeah, which, which was just sold. acquired by a firm in Seattle. Seattle yeah. Yes, um, very successful gentleman with lots of experience in in, in advertisement. Super young, smart. Yeah, and a great intimidatingly guy. And yeah. smart, but so nice that then you're like, okay, I like him. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. so so it, it was around the, the same time. But I, I, you know, I would love to connect you both, so so you know, can ex- exchange notes, m- maybe pick up where where that program is left. But this is super interesting that it, it has more from just Cuba to Latin America. This is something that we also. St- I mean, we started this podcast also in 2017, two years ago, exactly, almost to the date. Uh, and it was just an idea. We, we didn't have a direction. Like, hey, this sounds like fun. We got invited to do this and. It's been a phenomenal ride, but it's grown into that, like, you know, interviewing people like you, uh, founders of Latino startups, and not only from the U.S., but all Latin America now. And our mission has become to that, to connect people so we can continue doing amazing things. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're trying to evolve to, to, um, to, to tell other stories that, uh, that, are, are of importance, you know, so like, for example, when we were in Ecuador, it was actually focused on like the rainforest and climate change mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, uh, but like, we wouldn't be interested in a story, uh, you know, about, uh, the rainforest, uh, in, in Africa or in Asia or something in Southeast Asia, like, because that doesn't really connect with our, our ethos, which is really yeah. just for, for like bridging the gap, uh, for like, us latin americans um mm-hmm. and so so all of our stories relate to that but um, do but you of course, do the yeah. ecuadorian videos in a different account or is it still under startup cuba even though it's ecuador it's still startup cuba but it's it's we're trying to figure that out right now because like it started startup cuba and that's the brand that everyone knows mm-hmm. and so yeah. mm-hmm. we're like okay what do we do <laughs> so we have another name that's verb tv which is like the company but it doesn't really have that much meaning so we're, we're trying to figure all that all, all that out you know don't worry i completely understand and i think it's a it's a dilemma that a lot of entrepreneurs encounter because you start with one idea in mind and it evolves and then it evolves much bigger and hopefully yeah uh, yes Which exactly in this case, so it in has. this case yeah, it has. it's a wonderful story about how a documentary series about cuenta propistas startups in cuba has evolved to telling telling more stories about latin america and connecting to our to our own people in this continent yeah yeah we we went like we went down uh have you guys seen on netflix there's a series called the taco chronicles yes the taco chronicles oh my gosh they're fun no i have not seen it but i'm gonna get hungry do i need to watch this with a with a full belly okay prefer otherwise you know yeah, you gotta get some tortillas and have it all ready because, um, like, I-, I watched this basically and was in the kitchen. All I had was like some lentils and oh God, some tortillas. Don't do that. And I, yeah, I had to do it. I was like, oh my God, I need tor- I need a taco now. I-, <laughs> so, I actually watched that in Mexico when I pick up my my girls. The Taco Chronicles. Yeah, and I was already full. So I, I was am like, going but, to. But I understand that if you do that here and, and add and that you to have my lent- list. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so good. So, it's so, so we watch that. We watch that, and it's it's really well done. Like yes. it's a really great series. Um, and I after watching it, I went. I look, made made a taco or four, and then um, and then I emailed Pablo Cruz, who's the uh, the the producer, the executive producer, and I was like, Hey, Pablo, listen, here's who I am. Here's what we do. Um, we're coming down to Mexico to eat tacos with you. <laughs> and so we did. Oh, sweet. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, yeah, so we went down to Mexico. There were there's like there were like six of a crew of six, and um, we went down. It was me, a woman named Zuzi Martin Lynch, who is a filmmaker and created a film called Craving Cuba about her going to Cuba for the first time and as she kind of connects with her identity. Um, a woman named Marissa Daniela, who is uh, one of Cuba's most popular Instagram influencers, um, and then our crew. We went down there and we we literally ate tacos with the, the producers of the taco chronicles um so we got that video coming out soon um but again it's on our startup cuba channels um uh, because that's just our brand but um so yeah so we're doing all kinds of fun things wow i want to hang out with you guys next time do you, you yeah. go to mix i'll take you I mean, i'm from from the city so See, i can uh, now i'm hungry now, now i'm thinking of the chronicles i'm i'm, I'm extremely hungry and i'm I just thinking eaten. of the tacos yes you're from you're from what city Defe. Oh really? I was born. A, yeah, I mean, I moved here a long time ago, but I still go like two, three times a year. I know. Oh, cool. I know those. I, I know the places. The, I'm not uh, from El Defe, but that's where I met my husband. So I like your city. Oh, yes. Nice. I, I went to all the places. I mean, they're as good, if not better, than than they look in the Tuck Chronicles. Oh my gosh! I mean, that, that, that's the thing. You know, one one of the things that what you mentioned is extremely well done. Is that it really chronicles there's a lot of things that are going to be lost in translation and even if you speak spanish you have to be from, from those Mexico? regions yeah. or the city to, to oh, understand okay. yeah but it's okay but it's okay you know most of the context but i will like, text you and be like edgar what does this mean yes it means <laughs> yumminess. no okay but let's, let's, let's take a break just a quick break because, and, and then we yeah. have a couple more questions just so we're gonna I can do reset and not think about food for <laughs> five seconds we'll be right okay. back Sounds good. support for today's episode comes from our friends at ruby receptionist At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Sylvia and Edgar send you and you get a $150 credit. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Y bueno, ya estamos de regreso. Uh, we're back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's January 10th, I guess. This um, is our first our first podcast back this weeks, year. And our, I think our brain got a little bit rusty. Yes. And I was like, but we're, we're back with Ken. Uh, Ken, you know, right now in the break, you know, Sylvia was sent, showing me some notes and we're, you know, talking about some, you know, the online trolls. And yes. we, we, we saw it, I get right on, on the live feeds. Um Uh, yeah, we're not going to mention what you know, stupid things are, are being said, but you know, we totally agree with you. You know, we're, you're trying to do the best the community service here, or and, and there's there's always going to be the awful people online. You know, under the mask of anonymity. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well, I get those yeah. every day. 
Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know, I honestly think it's just because you're a woman, because we don't get him as much. Um, yeah, I've, I've much. shared I with honestly, Edgar, and sometimes I get brave enough and I share what I go through I as just, a woman online, nasty, and just, people are like, people are are like you, is this real? I'm like, trust me, I didn't make this up. And just a quick PSA, um, come on, come on let, let's race better men. Let, let, let's race yeah. men. Uh, but that's a diff- for a different podcast, different time. And women, because some women well, are also true. horrible. It's not just men. But um, <laughs> great majority. Yeah, let's race gentlemen. And anyway, concludes let's our Let's get PSI back to our awesome to Startup Cuba interview with Ken from Startup Cuba, which is a do- it started as a documentary series about startups in Cuba. Now it has evolved to something bigger than that. Yeah, but and, and you know what? What's your? I mean, I, I saw you know the, the the film. I mean, I saw the shorts. And what has been your experience, or how did it started when you went first to Cuba and realized entrepreneurial spirit? Because as, again, I, I saw it when I was there 20 years ago. I was like, and to me, what was amazing is that you know these people with little or nothing are happier than us with a, a lot of material shit. Um, yeah. But but also it's like the resourcefulness that nothing is ever wasted, nothing is ever taken for granted. Things that we <coughs> uh, and it was just to, to me again, even as a at a younger age, it was an eye opening uh, yeah. realization. Well, I think I think that one of the things that uh, you know coming out of Cuba, there's a lot of cliches: the buildings, the cars, um, and mm-hmm. one of the the things that. You know, it was it was a huge learning experience going through this. And on that note, like there's a term that that the Cuban people use, which is resolver, which mm-hmm. which, you know, means more than than what it means. But it, it just means, look, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's that is how Cuban the Cuban people think. And so when they start applying resolver to to being an entrepreneur, I mean, they just kick ass because yep. it's like. Look, we're starting a business, and we're gonna just—we we've had to figure everything out our whole life, and so like starting a business is not hard. We're gonna figure it out, and um, you know, I, I always say like I would never like want to go up against a Cuban entrepreneur because like they're gonna they're gonna win. I mean, they're just <laughs> no matter what happens, they just make it work, and that that's that's that perseverance um, is is something that became very clear. Uh, and it's and that is not cliche. Like it is, it is truly a strength there um, in these Cuban entrepreneurs that just make things happen. And um, and we we've seen it firsthand. It's it's unbelievable. I'll give you a, a quick a quick funny story. So like, um, you know, we we were we were we went down there to show off kind of a little premiere of our of our series. Uh, we were on a rooftop and we had all, everyone that was in the series and friends in Havana and everyone on the roof to to watch this. Uh, episode before we were kicking this off and the the projector was didn't reach the outlet the plug didn't reach and so all of us like the americans were just like bobbling around like oh my god what do we do because you know we we go out run over to home depot get an extension cord yeah um and meanwhile our cuban friends were like by before we could even collect ourselves had found some wires uh ripped them off the wall plugged them tied them onto the the cord and, and stuck them into the wall and yeah yeah and i was like oh that makes sense. <laughs> so, like, you know, it might not be yeah, code, so, but yeah, it works. It's not up to code. <laughs> yeah, hey, but it works. Exactly. It does yeah, the trick. Exactly. It resolvió. Yeah. Sí, lo resolvió. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, creativity. Um, yeah, creativity. Yeah, become very creative when you need to resolver yeah. different situations, yeah. for sure. And remember, we, we had a guest here. 
oh, an with amazing a phenomenal gift. book. And, you know, author too that wrote a book called The Gift of Struggle that talks talks precisely We about that. We highly recommend the book. So go on yes. Amazon and order The Gift of Struggle, From which is a Bobby very Herrera. very quick, quick read. read. Yeah, uh, and a pleasant read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but awesome. it talks about struggles exactly like that what and you how said. make you resourceful and, and yeah. make you a champion of you know resolver. He's not Cuban American, yeah. but he has that same creativity Result. and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's remarkable that what what happens when you are in a position where you have to solve for things and you have to figure it um, out. Yeah, and and what's happening is in in Cuba, and you know, there's been a lot of changes over the past couple of years. Unfortunately, um, it, it changes that I I think are in personally in my opinion, are, you know, are in the wrong direction. Um, but what what is happening um, is you know these 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 people that do step out and become entrepreneurs, um, I mean their their quality of life it changes dramatically because on the government salary, uh, you know they're making an average of say thirty dollars a month. Um, and now these people that are, whether they're starting a business like a restaurant, um, they're becoming a tax independent taxi driver. They're, they're, um, some very good friends of ours have started Cuba's first independent fashion brand, whatever this is, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, there are freelancers that we work with who, you know, they used to make $30 a month and now they're making hundred, $150 a day. And so like, um, it's, wow. it's remarkable. Yeah, it's remarkable to see like the difference. And um, again, in, in our standards, is that a lot of money? Maybe not. But like, you know, for them, that's remarkable change of quality of life. And oh, absolutely. Well, they yeah. doubled their income no, more of the yes. month into, yeah. more. A, into, a, into a day. day. Into so a day. Into a day yeah. in terms of, well, we're not going to do the math right now because our well, brains are rusty. But, but shit, if I could do for that. For a month. <laughs> 30 almas, 150 al día, son 450 al mes. Yeah, if I could do 450 From 30 to, to 450. Yeah. yeah, so we did the math. <laughs> I just do math yeah, in Spanish. And these are freelancers, so they're maybe not doing that every day. Yeah. But still, it's 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 a change. It's 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 a it's a change in in uh, perspective in a way that um, you know these people are really benefiting from. Yeah, and another question also you know revolves around the Cuban embargo. We were moving into one direction of uh, opening again with the past administration. Now we reverted back. So how do we help them? How do we, you know, because again, you know, we, we, we can argue, we can have, you know, people on both sides, but I think in the end that that policy has been a, a, a complete failure. I don't think it's helped anyone in, in any respect. So how do we, you know, given the circumstances, how do you envision helping our, our Cuban brothers? Yeah. So, so I think, I think, yeah, and sisters. yeah, I think, I think that obviously that's very complicated. Um, and, um, I am also I am pro engagement. I I am I don't believe the embargo should should exist. Um, I that that's just my opinion. And um, obviously, there's a lot of pain and hurt and, and reality there, right, from the past. And like as far as I sit here, like I have complete deference and respect and um, 100% respect for for the pain and the feelings that people have. Um, experiencing Cuba and building these relationships that I have in on the island with the cuban people um you know when when obama eased things um americans visiting there and spending money with these quintapapistas at you know riding in the taxis um going to the restaurants the the paladaras and stuff and like they um that's how we helped them because that was mm -hmm. changing their life um and now as things get tighter again um I think what what we 
what we can do is one is we can support the entrepreneurs in the private sector to the degree that we can financially um what you know if by, by traveling to the island and, and staying in the casas particulares and and stuff but also i think it's it's staying connected and it's right now in this time when it's hard to do that stuff when you you know flights are being cut back obviously there's no more cruises i think it's it's staying connected and because the more that we can stay connected with the people on the island and, and the cubans um the more we can keep their stories uh in the forefront so that they're not um taken out of like u.s dialogue and mm. that's that's part of what we do is by telling these stories and putting these videos up there we can keep them in, in people's minds um because uh at the end of the day like everything that's happening right now particularly in our country um with our position towards towards cuba um it's it's squeezing the 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 cuban people and um people people i don't I, people say you know okay it's it's you know, we're going to we're not putting more, any more money in the government's pockets. Like, the government's not affected by this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, the government's yeah. fine. All right, like when you when you pull back and from like letting Americans go there and spend money with the entrepreneurs, it is the entrepreneurs and the Cuban people, people. that are hurt. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, the government is going to be just fine. Like, I promise you that like <laughs> this stuff is not going to um, have an impact. You know. Because it's, you know, the government, maybe they take some taxes, they take a few cents here and there, but like the dollars, the amount of money that's going into the Cuban Americans pockets, I'm sorry, the Cuban, the Cuban people's pockets, um, that is changing significantly. So um, my, my advice during a time when like the embargo is there and then we're getting tighter and tighter is just to stay connected in any way we can. Um, to keep that in keep keep the Cuban people um, in people's minds, so that when thing when we get to a position where there's an administration that thinks differently, um, we can be proactive and and help um, bring things closer together. No, absolutely, and, and I applaud your uh, effort. I mean, what, what you're doing, your labor. I mean, because it's exactly that, just giving us an an opening. You know, people that have never visited, um, but have never, you know. Uh, they they don't know what the, the struggles are or the realities of the island, other than you know what they can read in the newspaper or mainstream media, right? And the realities are reality. Like there is, I mean, look, Cuba's Cuba. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that goes on in Cuba. Like let's not BS anyone, all right? But there's also a whole other side that is hurt and punished by the actions that are taking place and. Um, I think to be so black and white and just to ignore that is is dangerous and negative for everyone. And I'll give you one other, one thing: like the Cuban people, like all these entrepreneurs we get to hang out with, and like particularly people like in the creative class. I mean, they're they're cool, man. I mean, they are they're like way cooler than we are. Like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're awesome people, and um, like we we as Americans can benefit from their creativity and their energy and their. Um, their this desire to succeed and have opportunity, um, and so like we're hurting ourselves too. You know, it's it's it, you know, I, the entrepreneurs are very special people in Cuba, and we anything that I can do to to tell their stories and and to keep them in the forefront um, is 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 important to me, and, and that's why we kind of exist. Not kind of, that's why we exist. Well, go so- ahead. Sir. Uh, that brings me to a very important question that a lot of people, including in the live feed, are wondering. How 
are you funding this this venture? Great question. Um, so we funded it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we we used our money to do all this. Um, and so um, I, I remember at one point I was we were trying we're trying to like figure out like our business model and someone was like complaining and I'm like, guys, we, we funded all this. And, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, he's like, well, it doesn't cost any money. I was like, well, actually this costs a lot of money. And so yeah. we funded it. We spent our money to do this. Um, and then how do you recoup that money? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we, I don't think we do. I don't think we do, but I think what we do is, um, I, I mean, I'm a capitalist. I believe that, you know, that this can become a business. And so, um, we're now, transitioning this into a business um and there are a couple things we're doing one is um we set up a patreon page so like if anyone wants they can go to patreon and go to startup cuba and give us a few bucks and that helps um and so and if you do want to do that thank you i love you and thank you you heard it Um, i'm going to share that link patreon.com slash startup cuba yep um and that that obviously we just rolled that out last week um, and so we're grateful for anything there. The second is um, we had uh, we had some sponsors coming in slowly but surely. We had our first sponsor. Um, it was Cafe Bustello, and that was in April. And we did a video. Um, we did the Cafe con Leche challenge. So um, I cafe, did see uh, that. Cafe, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a, a team from Cuba. We had a team from Hialeah, um, and then we had a team that was. Um, from Hialeah and New Jersey, and they were vegan. And so, like, we had a vegan Cafe Con Leche. We had a, uh, a team from Cuba make their Cafe Con Leche, and then the, oh. the, the Miami team. Um, okay, so, I'm so, sorry, but yeah. I'm Colombian. Where is the Colombian team? We This was Cuban. Okay, but Colombian, I hope it was, like, maybe... Colombian yeah. beans making a... Well, well, maybe that's a question for you. Yeah. Where's the Colombian Where team, Sylvia? The... Why don't you just, like... I just need an excuse to go visit Ken, but when he's in Florida, not in Boston. Boston, yeah. Yeah. I went to school in Miami, Ken, so I need a little. Yes, I went to UM. Oh, cool. Okay, I went to UF, University of Florida. Ah. Yeah. Um, So, so you know, no, we had Cafe Bustelo as the sponsor. So, like one day, literally, like you know, we had like thirty cans of Cafe Bustelo show up, and um, so we used it was all Cafe Bustelo. Um, And so, so anyway, so we have Patreon, we have sponsors. Um, we have a lot of, we're starting to sell some of our, our photography because we, we always travel with our team photographer. And so, um, and, um, we're working on little things here and there. Uh, but you know, we're, we're, now focused on turning this into a business so that we can, you know, support ourselves as we go. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's expensive. I mean, you know, you figure like you go, you go down, you you gotta, you know, we got five or six people, we travel, we got to do all this stuff and we don't, we don't stay in nice places, but no, but, but just adds, you know, editing the yeah. cameras, everything. I, oh my god! I yeah. completely, I completely yeah. um, understand what you're saying, specifically because I have a a business model very similar to yo- yours that I have funded myself so far, and I hope to get to the level where you are right now of getting my own sponsors and also patrons. So everything you said completely resonates with what I'm doing in my business with Tono Latino. Ah, uh, yes. Totally. I, I get it. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the biggest thing is that people don't understand. And I'm not complaining. I'm, I, I'm, I'm happier now in my life than I've been, you know, professionally in years. Me too. Um, but I think I think a lot of people don't don't realize how expensive this like it is to make quality stuff. 
Um, and th- that, that's what I signed up for. But that it, it's crazy. Like it takes a lot of effort and money. And so, not just the uh, money. Yeah. I think it's the, the personal, not the investment, just the yeah. dollars, but the personal investment of every brain cycle you have is to figure this out. Um, yes. You're waking hours you're in the shower you're driving and the whole time your brain is going trying to figure this out i don't know if that's the same with you but at least that's the way it's with me and i'm pretty sure that's with most entrepreneurs yeah yeah yeah. the highs and lows are way 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 more extreme than you ever had in like a regular job corporate america yeah because you're not fully invested and and, And and, it's it's your baby it is your yeah it's it's part of you yeah. Yeah. When when and, people and, criticize your job at at a company, it right. hurts, yeah. but it's I mean it's not the thing that you created from your brain. This this, this feels like, you know, um Mufasa holding Simba <laughs> up and being like, "La!" and then everybody's like, "Ah, your baby's ugly." Yeah, and you see yeah. That, that, that's when when you do a pitch to an investor yeah. and you tell you, "Oh, well, don't take it personally." Like, don't tell me no, that. No, 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 no. Of course, I'm going to take it <laughs> personally, and, and I've heard it many times. Like, uh, of course, so, I'm going to take so it. So, if you're an investor, you've never, you know, started something. Don't say that. No, because you will take it personally. If you're telling me no, it's like, "Oh, don't don't worry, it's not going to affect me." It will affect you because you're telling me I suck. Yeah, you dip right. in the back of your head. Oh no, no, that's and not what I'm you saying. Guys, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like me, right? Like where you're putting yourself out there, right? Yes. Yes. And so it's like, on top of that, do you suck? Well, okay, I see you on camera. Or I hear your voice. Now <laughs> I'm like, now I'm putting myself out there to extra suck. So, <laughs> yes. Oh my. Yeah. Ken, you and I are going to have a lot of discussions offline, if you don't mind, because we share a mind. lot of things. Uh, I don't mind. I don't people mind don't realize the work that it takes. I see. Some of your videos include subtitles and people just take those for granted. And I personally understand how much extra work it takes to do something like that. So you can be inclusive and make your content available to even more people that perhaps are hearing impaired or just can't literally listen because of, I don't know, they're at work and they can't use their headphones, whatever. Um, well, we, and we do everything that's, you know, it's in English, it's in Espanol también, and it's oh like... Oh, my gosh. So yeah. do so, I. So, I've, I've, I mean, yeah. everything you're saying, I completely understand Yeah, but, it, but uh, with the entire, my and, entire and, and being. And I think, you know, for example, having YouTube, Netflix, with all these platforms that were like, oh, well, it, look at this content magically appears, and it looks pretty, it looks awesome. Uh, and, and people just exactly take it for granted. It's like, oh, it should be like that. That's the expectation. Or when yeah. they are and just like, why don't you do it this other way? I'm like, okay, trust me. <laughs> I, I know that it's not perfect. This is what I was able to get done in the time that I yeah. had. And I need to move on. Yeah. So, but I, I, I also want to say that, like, just make clear, like, I'm, I, I'm not complaining about any of this because, like, again, like, I, I feel grateful to be able to do what I do. Oh um, no, I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent It's just, yeah. it's part of the, it's part of the, the roller coaster, the roller coaster, and it's part of the whole mm-hmm. package of having so many feelings inside of your body at the same time. Yeah, totally. Okay. You know, one thing I've done too, which maybe is helpful to you guys, is when there are people that are trolls. Um, a lot of times, not a lot of times, but periodically, I'll actually reach out to them. And I've had conversations with some of these people. And like when we when we connect, we actually have really good conversations. And like, you know, when you, when that barrier of anonymity is gone, like I've, I've, I've had people that like like we really just connect and understand each other. And that's been really nice. Some people not. But like 
um, you know, I have people who write things that are just completely just painful, hurtful. And I'm like, and we talk and they're, they're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't think about it from that perspective. And then I listen to their perspective and we have good conversations. Well, that's awesome. I have tried. No, I have tried, and unfortunately, I have not had the positive experience. (laughs) I have reached out, and I just keep getting insulted and demeaned. So (laughs) it's it's not it's not always, but when it does happen, it's very nice. Maybe because of the nature of my content that is politics. Yeah, yeah. It's it's usually you're on one side or the other. There's, there's, I think the level of discord has gone. But anyway, can can I had a question for you? Just uh, all the uh, entrepreneurs they've propistas that, that you've interviewed or met, which one is the, the most, um, or, or not, I wouldn't, I, I shouldn't say, but can, can you give us a, a story from one of them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, let me think. Okay. So I'll give you a story which this person, uh, well, first, they're, they're all different, right? Because everyone yeah. has a different type of business and they're, they're, they're a different mentality about what they're doing. Um, one that um, really Really, I mean, they, and they're all impressive too. So I, I can never say one's. It's like like which child is better? No, exactly. Um, that, but, that's, I didn't want to. Yeah. M- but say um, that. you know, uh, we have a friend named Samuel Samuel in um in Havana. He's got an art studio. Um, highly recommend you guys looking at it. Um, Samuel Rihanna, and um, his project is Art Brute Cuba, and what he did was it's just fascinating. So in Cuba, if you want to display or sell your art. Um, through like public channels and stuff, you need to have gone, I believe, to one of the Cuban art schools, and then you get like an ID that says that you can do this. Wow! Um, if you if you didn't, um, you really legally, technically legally, and there's a lot of gray zones in Cuba that isn't that are not always enforced and different things here and there. But legally or, or technically, you're not uh, really allowed to sell your art. And so he's created this art brute project which is an art studio he was like a professor like an art professor um left it all to turn his apartment into or his home it's a a ground level home into a studio and now all of his artists fall into this category of others which are people that are not permitted to sell their art and um either because they're not permitted or because they are um unable to like for example um there's a gentleman there who has uh, schizophrenia, and so um, for for mental or health reasons are, are not able to. And he takes them in and sells the art under his card, and essentially um, helps them get exposure and changes their lives. And in, in, um, so that is that was one of the the most fascinating um, entrepreneurs that we met, uh, Lady Fernandez Fernandez and um, Idania del Rio are these two women entrepreneurs that started a brand called clandestina which is cuba's first independent fashion brand um two of the most creative women i've ever met in my life um and um they are um they've just kind of they basically they're like at the face of rebranding cuba by um their clothing and stuff so i, I take a look at them uh i love the word a, I, I, I love the, the the name by the way clandestina clandestina it's Same. awesome yes. right and that, yeah um and they're they're remarkable um there's a restaurant which was one of the first of its kind and still is kind of in in cuba called el cocinera 
Um, Sasha Ramos is the uh, entrepreneur behind that. We interviewed him. Um, and when you see El Cocinero, it's like this rooftop restaurant. It, it could be in like Ibiza. It could be anywhere. Um, it just it feels a little weird to be in Cuba. Uh, and he talks about how like, you know, when you look around, here's this restaurant that is like this amazing, super hip, cool restaurant in an on, on the roof of an old oil factory. Um, and like, but then when he starts talking, he's like, look, if you look around, you realize the plates don't match. Or, or like, you know, like, oh, or the, okay. the salt on the table is Kirkland from like Costco because they get what they can when people are like bringing plates in, you know, or they're like huh. bringing salt in and stuff. And so like, it's just cool stories like that. Um, and yep. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we, we got to go talk to people behind El Paquete, which is, um, it's the weekly internet where where every week these guys go out and they're they're downloading from the internet onto a hard drive. Yeah, yep. And yeah. Um, it, it, it's just cool. It's just like they just figure it out. And it is um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and good people, like such wonderful people, um, and uh, just you know, so creative. I mean, I, God, the energy in in down there is just so the creative energy is so great. It's really cool. So basically, again, all of our yeah, listeners and people viewing us on the live just need to go to, Cuba. to Startup Cuba. Well, I was going to say, well... <laughs> First, start with it. Start with Startup Cuba. Start with Cuba. Because if they go to Cuba directly, they don't know how to find these people. Yeah. So they got to do the homework first. Y después nos vamos a la Startup Cuba. Ajá, y a tipo de donde sacó el acento cubano, oye. Después nos vamos a la Habana. The Startup Cuba is on Facebook. So if you go to Facebook and just type in Startup Cuba, that's where our biggest presence is. Um, and then, like, our website is under the Verve TV brand. So it's just V-E-R-V dot TV. TV. Yep. And that's where, like, it is now. Because we're, we're, we're trying to figure out all our branding. But um, Startup Cuba itself is on the Facebook page. All Perfect. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Ken, thank you so much for the, this. Is extremely, you know, I mean, and we have tons more questions, but, you know, that we, we're wrapping up. We're going to get kicked out by yeah. the next podcast, <laughs> so we got to go. But, but yeah. we need a, we need a. Yeah, follow up. A follow up interview. In, in, in a few months. Yes. Later down the I line. I love it. And, yeah, and if, you, I can, if I can help with anything, let me know, whatever I can do. Absolutely. And, and we'll stay in touch through, you know, Instagram, uh, email, text, and, you know, because we have some interesting connections to make with you. Yes. Yeah, please. I would love it. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No, yeah, thanks thank for you. Pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to meet you, Ken. Keep being awesome. And thank you so much, guys. Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. They offer comprehensive PR services, and Publicize becomes a member of your team and can promote multiple PR announcements monthly. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Sylvia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Main. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo. De Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero. 